Welcome back to another edition of the Sip and Serve podcast, where we sip what's cold and serve what's hot. My name is Clay Roll, a.k.a. Rollski. To my right, I got the board man, Corey with a K. And to my left, it's an OG kind of night. My man, DG, is back. DG, what's happening? You remember the video from me in the hotel room when I was, I gave Troy a talking to about that night at Applebee's when he kind of sh- shit the bed a little. Yeah, the like I, the, I tried the to give him all pump up. I tried to give him a pep talk. Yeah, a little speech. Yeah. Do you think it worked? Absolutely like, not. Well, you know, well, now that I think about it, now that I think about it, I said no at the beginning there, but I really do think it. I think it kind of worked because I feel like he had the time of his life. I feel like he he upped his game for for the rest of the weekend because I you know you told that story about uh, Friday night when we got down there he had to come wake my ass up so I thought that was a good sign and then you know he he tried to get me up and I wasn't getting up and he just wake the fuck up <laughs> I feel like he kind of turned it up a little yeah he did I was proud of him he did that all weekend too I know I mean even Saturday you know a lot of people had hangovers come Saturday morning right. And Troy, I feel like Troy, he bounced back quickly. Like he didn't, he didn't labor around or lay around or anything. I mean, he got right back on the horse and he was taken off. No, I thought he did a good job. It, you could tell it's not the first extended weekend bachelor party trip he's been on. You know, he he controlled himself that first night because that's a lot of guys. That's that's what they that's their mistake they make is they go way too hard on the first night and they're dead the rest of the weekend. Well, you know, that's like that's like any other vacation too. I mean, if you think about it, when you go to Hilton Head, you and your family every every year, you're probably getting ready to go, aren't you? Mid-June, July? When is it? Late July. Late July. Okay, so when you go down there, correct me if I'm wrong, you and Pops and probably brother-in-law are going to go pretty hard on the first night. Because I always do on vacation. It's hard not to. The first night is always the banger. And then here comes the second day, and you might wake up with a little bit of a hangover there. A little bit of... You know what I mean? A little bit of... You might need to pop a couple ibuprofen that next morning, slug a couple Gatorades, yeah. But uh, it makes it makes for a much more enjoyable week, the the rest of the week, if you can kind of just maintain on that first night, not go too hard. I agree, one hundred percent. I was um, I was looking through my closet uh, a couple of days ago, and you know I got a lot of shirts hanging in my closet, a lot of shirts hanging in my closet. All right, and I clean my. I try to clean my closet out pretty regularly. I don't like... Like how often are we talking? I mean, honestly, maybe like once every couple, two, three months. I look through my closet and I just kind of I, I kind of filter it out. I say, I don't wear you anymore. I don't wear you anymore. I don't wear you anymore. Come on, we're going to Goodwill. See, that's where you're better than me. Because right now, right now, I could walk upstairs into my bedroom and I could pull out, I guarantee, I guarantee I could pull out at least 25 to 30 t-shirts that I don't wear and could get rid of. Goodness sakes. That My many? closet is full. I guarantee it. I could fill up trash bags upon trash bags with sweatpants, shorts, you know, t-shirts, polos, long sleeves, anything you can imagine that, you know, us men wear on a regular basis. I could fill up at least two or three trash bags with it. When's the last time you cleaned out your closet? It was probably two years. Uh, probably a year, last, not this winter. Probably a year ago, year and a half. And you still have that many shirts hanging in your closet that you never wear? Yeah. And you know you know what the sickening thing is? You can't let go. At least 15 to 20 of them still have the fucking tags on them. I've got Jordan t-shirts from when my brother worked at Champs. He used to, I used to get a discount, and I'd go in there on discount days and just take one of everything. 
I've probably got 15 or 20 Jordan t-shirts in my closet that I'll never wear because that style's not around no more. And they still got the tags on them. And the price tags on those t-shirts are like $34.99 or $29.99. And they're, they're just sitting there. So maybe that maybe that's like an eBay special for somebody. Maybe I could just like throw them all in on one lot on eBay or something. I don't know, but yeah, that's why because they're brand new. They still have tags you, on because you don't want to let them go. And yeah, yeah, I, I get that. That's that's different. See, I don't have any new shirts hanging in my closet. These are all clothes that've been. But the kicker is, I'll never wear them, and you know that. I mean, that style's just not around no more. I no one wears that shit. If if I'm you, I'm cutting my losses. I'm trying to get as much out of them as I can. I'm I'm, I'm going to unload them. You got to unload them on man. eBay, dude. It feels so good to unload. Even shit. if it's like ten bucks a pop. I mean, I, they're yeah, brand new. Get what get what you can. Okay. How right. how old like some of these shirts like in years? Two thousand nine. Damn man. Probably two thousand. Some of these shirts are teenagers. Probably man. from two thousand and seven to two thousand and fifteen. Probably that's the range. That. You know, these t-shirts are. <laughs> that's unbelievable. I mean, that's what happens when your brother's a manager at Champs. You, some days we would go in and there'd be like on like one Sunday a month, it'd be 50% off. And I would just go in and just buy one of everything because that's what I wore back then. But now it's out of style. So what the hell you do with them? What year did you get married? <laughs> 2018. Oh, okay. That's what I was thinking. One of the oldest, One of the oldest shirts in my closet, hanging in my closet right now, was your gift to me as a as a uh, groomsman gift for your wedding? The tuxedo tee. The tuxedo t shirt, and it has my name on the back. Let's talk about this. That's that's a great point. Let's just talk about these t shirts for a while. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was part of my like groomsman gift. I got um, I don't know. It was like either a bottle of their favorite bourbon or whiskey or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, that, that was only. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. The T-shirt was only part of it. Yeah, you also got me a bottle of whiskey. I can't remember. I can't. I, th- remember I think either. it. Was, I think it might have been Maker's Mark. Might have been, but it was but a damn good bottle. I got everybody a bottle of their favorite shit, and if they didn't like that, I got them like a twelve pack or thirty pack of beer, whatever it was, plus their T-shirt. But I feel like the T-shirt was a great idea because you know when you when the party gets started and everybody's out there dancing. Who the hell wants to wear a vest or the long sleeve tee? I just said, you know what? Take all that shit off, boys. Here's a tuxedo t-shirt with either your name or your nickname on the back of it. This is your party t-shirt for the night. Enjoy it. And I feel like it went over well. It went real well. And the great thing about it was you had a summer wedding. Yep. So it was hot in that some bitch. And yeah. it was a it was a welcome change of pace switching into that tee yes. out of your, you know, three piecer that yeah. you had on. So that that's a that's a shirt where I know I'm never gonna wear. That. I'm not gonna wear that shirt in public. All right, I'm not gonna wear it to work ever. So what do I do with it? Well, that's a I, don't, I don't know, but I can't get rid. Yeah, of you it. can't get I, rid you of it. Can't get rid of it. It's gonna just hang out down there at the end of the bench, yeah. at the end of the closet. Just kind of you know it, it. You know it's there. You open your closet, you see it. It makes you feel good. You know you're never gonna wear it, but damn it, I'm not getting rid of it. I tell you where. I tell you what. I'll tell you a place you can wear it. Sip and Serve Studio. Next time I come on, I'm wearing it. Okay. All right. So speaking of closets, you know, I, I I was looking in my closet, like I said, and another thing I noticed about it is I probably have a couple of dozen T-shirts hanging in my closet. By the way, I know some people store their T-shirts, they fold them and put them in their dresser. Not me. I hang mine. Okay. I, I, I keep do them both. in my closet. I do both because I have so many. Okay. I, I just hang mine in the closet. That's how I store them. 
I have probably two dozen t-shirts in there, but my regular rotation only consists of about six to about six to eight t-shirts. That's it. That's all I'm rotating. I'm only going three deep on the bench. That's it. And the rest, they're just kind of in there taking up space, you know? They're, they're just t-shirts that I've had in the past. I've worn a lot in the past, but for whatever reason, I just, I don't wear them a whole lot anymore. You know what? So my question for you is, how many t-shirts do you have, like, in your regular rotation? No more than you. Six I've to probably, eight? Yeah, I've got 30 or 40 in there. It's <laughs> six to eight. I know. So it's it's terrible to favorites. think about. Yes, it's terrible to think about because, like I said, all that shit in there, uh, there's just no reason it should be there anymore. Like, it's totally out of style. I don't wear it no more. Someone else in this world could get more use out of it than me at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. So why the hell is it still in there? I don't know. But yes, I would say six to ten t-shirts. You know, that that's my rotation, man. I'm right there with you. Do you think you're, would you call yourself fashionable? Hell no. I probably have the worst fashion out of anybody. <laughs> my fashion is horrible. And you're laughing because you do the answer to that already. What the fuck are you laughing at? I don't think your fashion's that bad because you, you know you're with it with the Jordans. Like Jordans are never going to go out of style. No, Jordans are never going to go out of style. No, but the Jordan T-shirts are out of style. The Jordan sweatshirts are out of style. Everything Jordan besides the shoes are out of style at this point. And back in the day, that was me. I wore it all, but now no one wears that shit anymore, man. Like I had to switch up my whole wardrobe once you know 2018 came around. 2017 that wardrobe was just gone i had to switch it all up can you imagine me wearing fucking skinny jeans are you serious in a tight fucking t-shirt whatever it is i don't wear that shit i don't even know what's fashionable anymore it's that's where i'm that's what's in is the skinny Skinny jeans jeans and like the tight t-shirts like a tight t-shirt with like a like what what about like a pocket yeah would that be good what it is yeah so like that you know fuck that ain't me man that's not me at all so if you ask like a, a a woman at a bar, and I walked in late night, say she's a single lady, she goes, "What do you got? What do you think about that guy's fashion out of ten? She'd say, "Oh, he's a fucking four. <laughs> I guarantee it, because I can't. I don't. I mean, I don't dress well, but I don't have to. That's the thing. Now, if I was a single guy, I would probably take it a little bit more serious. But I've been with the same girl forever, so I, who cares? You know what I mean? I'm not trying to impress anybody. I get it. Does, does your wife ever try to like, hey, how about we switch it up a little? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Has she tried and got burnt before? No. She's never tried. I think she knows better. She knows better. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, my wife's always trying to critique my style. Really? Always. I would Let say- Let me ask you this. Did she uh, pick out those ugly ass fucking shoes you wore in Nashville? Those blue slip-ons that look like hospital shoes? Because them things were hideous. <laughs> no. No, that was that was <laughs> that was a target impulse buy. <laughs> okay. And well, dude, I'm left ne- I, on the hey, shelf. By the way, I'm should've never wearing I'm never I am never wearing those shits again because you remember how my ankles swelled yeah, up. Tell the people. <laughs> my ankles swelled up so fat, man. I don't know. I didn't know what the, I thought I was having an allergic reaction. Dude, I'm telling you. That the swelling didn't go down till Wednesday, man. <laughs> oh, everybody out there listen. I'm telling you, we woke up Sunday morning, we were walking to the van. I noticed this guy had a little bit of a lip. I said, What the hell? Did you sprayed your ankle and Broadway or what? He goes, no, shit, it was them shoes I was wearing. He goes, look at this. He flips his shoe off, takes his sock off. His ankle is swollen up. It's black and blue. I'm just like, what the hell? He goes, I promise I didn't get hurt or anything. It was from walking on the concrete with these shoes all day. 
I really think it was. That's the only thing I can figure because I felt fine. I wasn't having a, like a reaction to anything, but my ankles were so fat. They were just swollen. Like my footies, I was wearing footy socks and my socks were cutting into my skin. That's how swollen up my, my ankles were. Like I typically have pretty cankle looking lower legs, but when my ankles swell up, now you can't even figure out where the calf is converts to the ankle anymore yeah. it's just like it's like a big hot dog it's just like all one width you know and it was bad and like i said the swelling didn't go for three go down for three days so i hear what you're saying about the blue slip-ons fuck those shoes they're gone <laughs> yeah, but i mean honestly what went through your head when you went through target you're like oh you know what these hospital slippers will be great <laughs> for dress up <laughs> like the things are ugly, dude. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what got I mean, into th- me. They're either. I don't know what got into me. I bought them last summer. They look like, like Gilligan would be wearing them. Gilligan's Island. <laughs> it was an impulse. I buy. mean, I mean, this these things, guys. Literally, they look like hospital slippers. They had a white sole, and then they were just navy blue. No freaking style whatsoever. Just plain as day. Just uglier and shit. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't, honestly, you're not. Nothing you're saying is false. And you went that day. I remember you put them things on. He's like, "Hey, what do you think about these?" And I was just like, "Ugh." I think I just walked out of the room. <laughs> yeah, but like that's all I packed. I packed those, and I packed like a pair of walking shoes. I wasn't gonna wear a pair of walking shoes downtown Nashville. I look around. Everybody's wearing like dungarees and cowboy boots, and I'm over here with my damn hospital slippers on. Felt like a felt like a fish in a desert or some <laughs> shit. I don't know. But like my point is. I wish I was more fashionable. I yeah. wish I was more fashion forward. I, I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. All right. I'm never going to wear clothes that I don't feel comfortable in because comfort to me is like number one priority. But I wish I was more fashionable. I just. I'm. I'm behind the times. Let me ask you this: When we went down to Nashville, and we went to the bars, and we met up with the guys from Tennessee, our friends that live in Tennessee, and they walked in. Those guys are fashionable. We're not at all. No. But yeah, that's what I mean. Like my brother, for an example, he takes fashion very seriously. He's up with the times. Does he look good doing it? Yes. But could you imagine me in the outfit he was wearing that day? Absolutely not. I think you could find a middle ground though. I think you could find a good intersection between what you like to wear and what's a little more progressive, what's a little more current. Am I wrong? I don't know. I think- they think, look good doing it. I don't think I would look good doing it. You got to have the personality to go along with that. And I don't think I would feel like myself if I'm in a pair of skinny jeans and a, a V cut pocket tee. I don't, that's just not me. I can't see you in it. Exactly. That's Quite what I'm honestly, saying. I can't see That's you not in me. It. So I'm not going to wear it. We'll just leave it at that. We'll then. leave it at that. You ready to start some shit? You want to start some let's, fucking shit let's here? Let's get into some shit. Right. Let's get in the weeds. Get about the curveball, Ricky. Give him a heater. Slim Jims are the best kind of beef jerky on the market today. The fact that you're even classifying Slim Jims as beef jerky just pisses me the hell off. <laughs> That's why I wanted to start some shit. I do. I know. I know for a fact that I'm going to catch all kind of hell with this. And you know what? Come knock on my door, fuckers, because I don't care. Knock down my door. Give me all the shit you can, because you know what? I truly believe this. Slim Jims are the best. I'll take that that little kid, little league ballpark. Fake snuff, fake dip, beef jerky, that's, shredded that up. Is that, shred, the shredded beef jerky. that is the dumbest thing that, I've ever heard. I, I'll take that shit over Dude, Slim Dude, that shit Jim's. right there ain't worth a fuck. The only reason people <laughs> bought that shit because it looked like chewing tobacco in your back pocket, and you know it. You're that eating, shit was absolutely horrible. You're eating, you eat a Slim Jim, you're eating damn 
cow hooves. What the hell you think you're snouts, eating when you eat a hot dog? That's a fucking udders. pig's asshole. I and mean, you love hot dogs, don't you, fucker? I, I, I haven't eaten very many hot dogs lately. Uh, but Slim Jims, you can't call that beef jerky. I'm sorry. You, you just what do you can't. call it then? Now, I like, what do you call it? What do you call it? It's just ground up. It's it's they take they take all the good shit off the cow when they butcher it. Okay, they take all the good cuts off the cow, and whatever's left over, they throw it in the grinder, and and then they take the good sh- the good sh- the the best shit that they can get out of that. They take that and they do shit with it, and then the stuff that's left over after that. That's what they make into Slim Jims. Slim Jims gets the the sloppy seconds of everything else. You know what? I knew I was going to catch shit, and I knew I'd piss you off with this, but let me explain myself. I feel like Slim Jims, and you know me, and all the people out there are big fans, they know this. I'm a cheap ass, okay? I'm a cheap ass. How much does a Slim Jim cost compared to a bag of Jack's, Jack Link's beef jerky? Beef jerky is not cheap. It's expensive. And I can't, I can't disagree with Even you. if you go up to a freaking gas station right up the road from us here, a bag of Jack Links is going to cost you $10. And there's probably how many pieces in there? Maybe 10, if that. Right. So we're talking a dollar for a little square piece of beef jerky? Who the hell wants to pay that? Not me. When I can go in and I can buy the freaking yardstick of Slim Jim, the huge one, the huge Slim Jim that's probably, what, 16 inches long? I can buy that for $1.29. I'm going to do that all day. I would rather have 10 of them all day than that bag of Jack Links. This might throw you for a loop. I eat a whole box of Slim Jims in one week. Every week, I got to buy it from my I tell my wife, go to Kroger's, get me the box of Slim Jims. They'll be gone by the next time we go. Sunday to Sunday, I'll eat a whole fucking box. I think it's like a 24 count. I eat them all in one week. I love Slim Jims, man. It's like the best snack there is. Like quick. Hey, I'm leaving the house. I need something to eat. Like before I go to open gyms, play basketball, I'll grab a Slim Jim. Just give me a little bit of energy. Slim Jim here. Slim Jim at work. In between, you know, lunch and end of the day or morning and lunch. Slim Jim, Slim Jim or two, right there. This Slim Jim's going to tie you over. Exactly, yeah. man. I, I eat Slim Jims, all right? I eat them. Well, I quit op- talking shit about I them. I openly man. admit that. Uh, they're delicious. But when it comes to ranking Slim Jims in the hierarchy of beef jerkies out there, you get what you pay for. With Slim Jims, you get what you pay for, my brother. I love you. God bless you. You get what you pay for. And, Slim Jims. And you know what? They're cheap for a reason because they're, it's shit. Slim Jims are shit. Okay. You think Macho Man Randy Savage would think that? Macho Damn Man. Damn Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage was paid millions of dollars to say, snap it to a Slim Jim. <laughs> so he's, that's, that's, that's not relevant here. And I'm going to say this. I'll take it a step further. Jack Lynx is shit, too. I know it's way more expensive, and it's supposed to be the good shit. Jack Link's is awful. You want if you want some good beef jerky, all right. If you want if you want some high quality, good taste in beef jerky, you got to hit a farmer's market. You hit a farmer's market, or you hit the old home. That shit's dry. You hit the old home place. You get too dry. You you get teriyaki, straight up original, some barbecue. Now we're talking. Now one of those roadside, hey. Fresh, this is all fresh, fresh produce, apples, oranges, peaches, we got it all, strawberries, come and get you some beef jerky from down on the farm, right here, right here in southern Ohio, come and get it, that's the best best beef jerky you're going to find in these parts. You're wrong again, because that shit's dry, 
and it hurts your teeth to chew on that shit. You need something that's good, need something that's not too dry, you got a little bit of moisture to it, and that's what the Slim Jim's all about. You bite into a Slim Jim, and it's not going to hurt your teeth, brother. That's good, chewable that's, jerky there. You're right, because it's got fucking, it's packed full of preservatives. It's got damn formaldehyde in it. Now, notice, to when, keep it moist. when I first brought this up, I said Slim Jims are the best kind of beef jerky on the market. There's only one other beef jerky that's better, and that is deer jerky. Have you got any experience with deer jerky? I've never had deer jerky. Deer jerky is way better than any kind of beef jerky you're going to buy at a store. Better than Slim Jims. It's number one, but it's not on the market. If you go into a gas station today, Slim Jims your best bet, in my opinion. Now, I know I'm going to have 100 text messages next week calling me a fucking idiot, and that's fine. You know what? Bring it on. If you don't, it's not a real heater. It's not a heater if you don't, right? Exactly. I'll get you some deer jerky. And I'll let you try it. I would very much appreciate that. I uh, think it's the best. Uh, other than Slim Jims. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Did you see this past week? Now, we we had text messages. We had people tag us on Facebook. We had all kind of shit piling in. I don't know, 20, 30 people piled I, in. I know, I know what you're going to say. And this guy. Son, I, know, I know what you're going to say. son of a bitch laid in that plane. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> what the hell? I told you. What the hell? I mean, what are the chances? You know, we're we're fucked up in a hotel room in Frankfort, Kentucky. We're talking I told about. You. I don't even know how we got on that. I asked you if you look into the cockpit for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> we got on this tangent about late at a plane, and two weeks later, literally two weeks later to the day, some passenger calls in and says, "Hey, my pilot is incoherent. What do I do? I've got to land this thing." And then here comes traffic, air traffic control, and tells him how to land this thing. He lands it perfectly. Perfectly on the runway. Yeah. Unbelievable. Now. How this shit happens. No, I agree. Great, great point. And it's a great story, honestly. Really good story. But I think what helped this guy, this particular guy who, this, you know, civilian with no flight experience that landed this thing, it was like a, it was like a personal aircraft. Yeah. Like a a four-seater. It's like a prop plane. Right. It's, it's going to be a lot, the situation is going to be a lot different if you're trying to land a commercial aircraft. You're, you're landing that Boeing. That, that big boy. Yeah. That's going to be a whole other ball game. And that's what I thought about. You know, when I read the story, I seen the pictures, watched the TikToks, watched the YouTube, whatever it was. I'm like, yeah, you know what? This is what we were talking about. But we also mentioned a Boeing 747 with, you know, 150, 200 passengers on the plane as well. Uh, yeah, and the other thought I had was, you gotta, for you to be able to land an air aircraft, and have no prior experience, like you gotta be, you gotta be pretty with it mentally. You know, you got you gotta be at least a little bit sharp to figure that shit out. Like they're giving you directions through your headphones. Like you gotta be able to listen to what they're saying and put it into action, and not and not screw up, and actually understand what they're saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, if you don't understand something, you got to be able to ask a good question. Like I, well, I listened to like the radio call and the guy's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm hanging at 9,100 knots. Like this guy knew what he was talking about. You know, he might not have ever flown a plane before, but he knew what 9,100 knots, he could read a gauge. He could, he, he knew what gauge he was looking exactly. at and what it meant. Exactly. Right. Like me, if I get in there, knots. Knots. That's what I tie my shoe in. You know what I mean? Knots. That's why I tie ropes in. I'm not thinking 9100. It says 9100. K N O T S. What the hell does that mean, dude? And you know he's trying. To, that's why I would be like, yeah. You gotta be. You gotta be with it to be able to land something like that. But it's just crazy how we talk about stuff on this podcast, 
And it just like without without fail, it, like somehow that following week, it always seems to like manifest itself. Something. This isn't the first time. No, dude, it's happened twenty, twenty five times. <laughs> it happens all the it's time. Crazy, dude. It's absolutely crazy. Now you know the crazier thing about this is this guy wasn't even close to a runway. I didn't know that. The air traffic See, I, control. I, I, didn't, I didn't read that far. The into air it. traffic control guys like, hey, I'm going to need you to follow this route. Blah blah blah. You can follow the follow the beach. He said, follow the beach and then you'll see the runway. Like he was far away. He was like, he, this guy was probably like a 15 minute flight or so. Yeah, I think so. Cause I remember I thought I heard him say he was able to see, I think it was Florida. He was able to see land off in the distance, but like he wasn't close. Like he wasn't even on like the radar. They were tracking him yet because he was so small. So the closer he got, the they had to visualize him and see him. And then he finally was like, hey, you need to go this way. Yeah, follow the beach to the runway, and then you'll see the runway. You know, bring her down softly, whatever it is. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. This guy wasn't even close. And this guy just brought, like someone just talking to your ear can guide you to a runway and you can land a plane. It's just crazy talk. That, that had to be an unreal feeling for that guy. No, I mean, he's like you said, he's a superstar. Yeah, and you even down. said it. Yeah. In Frankfurt, Kentucky, you're like, man, if you land this plane, you're going to be on every news outlet. Twitter's going to be crazy. You're going to be a freaking superhero. And this guy is. I don't know. Hell, 10TV, our local news station, picked it up. Everybody, every news station National around the news. United States picked this story up. I mean, this guy's a superstar. It's a great story. My question to you is, if you were that guy, after you landed that thing, and you knew you were going to be okay, the pilot was going to be okay, you were safe and sound on the ground, feet on the ground. What would you go and do? I'm hyping it. I'm hyping it up. I'm going on every TV station and I'm going to tell the biggest, the biggest, like buffed up story I can. Like, yeah, hey, you know what? I did this. I did that. I did. I, I, I'll just make my sound sound, make myself just sound so good. Yeah. On air. Actually, no, I wouldn't. I don't know. I'd probably go grab a beer. That's what I that like. That's what I was getting at. <laughs> yeah. Like, would you? I would want to do that, but would I you wouldn't. Go straight to the bar yeah. and just take yeah. like buy like a shot of tequila for the whole bar. Yeah. Like, what would you do? Like, I want to say that I'd I'd want to be on TV, but dude, I can hardly be on a podcast in front of a camera. I can't be in, on TV, national television. So yeah, I would just go straight to a bar and just you know thank the Lord for what He just did for me because you know for one for Him I wouldn't have landed this freaking plane you yeah, know just what I mean be happy you're alive exactly yep. I'll just go I actually I'd get shit canned <laughs> that that's what I'm talking about <laughs> I'd get shit canned he's got that 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 deserves a celebration I think the flight crew who helped him get down uh, actually met him down there and they gave him a big hug I think that's what it well, was well I mean you'd have to oh yeah so. And yeah. then, then I thought I also heard that the guy who landed its wife, he was like, I just want to see my wife again. She's pregnant. So, 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 so that was on top of that, too. So, Man, what a story. What a, what I mean, a story. That even makes it better. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. That's an even better story. Let's but, have that guy on. We know you're out there listening. If you want to come on this <laughs> podcast, you're welcome yeah, anytime. Come, come, on, on, come on down. Just let us know when you want to show up. I hate, I hate to drop the mood, though, boys, but I think we have to talk about this as Cincinnati Reds. We're going from a high to a low here, Cincinnati Reds baseball. I mean, at this point in time, what are we? Seven and twenty-four. The last time I looked, I believe they got eight wins. They won last night. Okay, so the last seven, they've eight. won six. Of the last they're surging. Seven. They're surging. Okay, eight and twenty-four. It's not that bad in retrospect because we traded all of our players. Hell, I thought we wouldn't win a game out of one hundred eighty-two. I thought we'd go zero and one hundred eighty-two. DG at the beginning of this year, I was so pissed off. I haven't watched a single inning of Reds baseball this year, and that's not like me. 
I haven't watched a single inning. Me and Corey K were talking about it off air earlier. I haven't watched it because I was just so pissed off at the owner. But this right here pisses me off even more. Oh, boy. Tuesday night, this past Tuesday night, they had a uh, special. $3 beers and $2 hot dogs. The Cincinnati Reds ran out of both by the fourth fucking inning. If you're going to run a special on a Tuesday night to try to fill up the stadium, you cannot run out of beer and hot dogs. Those are your two specials. It's a $5 special and you ran out of both. That's just adding insult to injury. Dude, how the hell? I, I honestly I honestly think the owner. Castellini, Bob and Phil. Yeah, well, Bob and Phil. I believe those two old pieces of shit, they did this on purpose. They did it on purpose. They, they're sabotaging the Reds just so we don't have anybody coming to the games. Are you saying they're pulling a Rachel Phelps from Major League? Yes. Uh, yeah, I believe They're so. forcing the team to tank so they yeah. can move it to Tampa? Yep. Yep. I'm well. being serious, man. I mean, think about it. If you're a Major League Baseball team and you host a special, how the hell do you run out of beer? I know. That's, that's sad. How do you run out of beer? That's, that's Now the Chillicothe Pates, our local whatever it is league, they have a dollar beer night every Thursday, and I, by God, they'll never run out of Bud Light. Never. Never. And then you go to Cincinnati to watch a professional team, and they run out by the fourth inning? If any, Are you shitting me? If any fan base in the major leagues needed some alcoholic support to watching this team play, it's Reds fans. And they're going to let the beer run out in the fourth inning? In the fourth inning? That, there's no excuse. No how do you, excuse how do you run out of hot dogs? The hot dogs, okay. But the beer, I draw the line there. Hot dogs are cheaper than beer, though. How, how do you not buy more than enough? I know. I know. I don't get it. Honestly, they've probably got 50 cents in a hot dog. I saw... And they run out? I saw a tweet from a journalist that I follow on 700WLW. He's been... A, he's been He's been covering the Reds since like the early 1980s, and he tweeted and he said, "I love the I love the Reds. I love this team. I love these players. I'm going to support them no matter what." But when they run out of beer and hot dogs, on what was it, three dollar beer night and two dollar hot dog night, yeah, five dollar special, I I begin to question my allegiance. That's what he that's what he tweeted, and I agree, and I do too. I, do I agree. Too. I mean, you're doing it on a Tuesday night. I understand. There's not going to be many fans in the ballpark on a Tuesday night. Kids got to go to school, whatever. If you don't live in Cincinnati, you're probably not going to go to that game. And I agree with that. That's why they do it on Tuesday nights to bring in the crowd. Right. If I lived in Cincinnati, I would go to $3 beer night and grab a few hot dogs. I absolutely would. No doubt about it. I would be there. But if they ran out in the fourth inning, I wouldn't be back. That's just a, it's a bad look, man. Because like what what happens next time they they advertise this type of game? You think anybody's going to show up? No. Hey, come on out to the ballpark again. We're having three dollar beers and two dollar dogs again. Come on out. Nobody's going to show up. No one. They're like, well, you know, I got to get in line as soon as I walk into the stadium, or I might not get any beer and I might not get any hot dogs. Bad look. Bad look all all the way around. Sabotage. I'm going to leave it at that. I really do think it's sabotage. I think these guys are really just trying to screw over the fans. And he said it at the beginning of the year. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? Who are you going to root for? You going to go up north and root for Cleveland Indians? I doubt it. You're going. You're right here in Cincinnati. You're not going anywhere. What an asshole. We'll leave it at that. Cancel corner this week. You got one, DG? Yeah, I got one. Okay, let me go first. Just making sure. Making sure you're alive over here. It's been a while since you've been in the Sip and Serve studio. Welcome back. How's it feel? Feels real good. Feels I know like, it does. Feels like I'm back home. Dude, when we came back last week, 
I just had a smile on my face because this beats that hotel room. Oh, man. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. Does it? So anyway, my cancel corner this week. It might throw you off a little bit, DG. And I, I mean, that's why I picked it. We kind of had this conversation on the way down to Nashville about cars, Mustangs, Corvettes, whatever it is. I told you I wanted to buy a Corvette here shortly. And I've, I've had my eye out. I said, within the next year or two, I'm going to have me a nice Corvette sitting in the garage. And that's a fact. I'm going to. But one thing I don't want it to be is a convertible. And there's a few reasons behind that. I used to have a convertible in high school. And I thought, you know, I, was, I thought I was awesome. I thought I was a badass driving around town in a convertible. Mustang GT, all black, convertible. I thought I was just a badass kid. You know, I was the only kid in high school who had a convertible. I thought I was it. I looked back at it and I said, you're just a dumbass. I said, convertibles are just fucking overrated. Who the hell wants a convertible nowadays? No one. Why? When you get to my age, and I act like I'm old or something. I'm, I'm 32 years old, but I'm bald. I'm thin on top. That's just a sunburn waiting to happen, man. A convertible? Who the hell wants to bake in the sun? You got leather seats. You sit in that thing. You're at, you talk about swass. Leather seats in a convertible on a summer day. You can't ride a convertible in the winter when it's cool out. You only ride when it's hot. With leather seats? Oh my, man, that's swass. And I had that in my Mustang. But you know, I fought through it because I thought I was cool with that top down. Fuck that, man. No one wants to do that anymore. I mean, that's what I'm going to cancel this week. Convertibles, and I mean, there, there's there's several reasons why, other than getting hot, the hot seats, the bald head. What's the first thing you do in the summer when you go up and you get in your truck, and it's say it's ninety degrees outside? What's the first thing you do when you turn on the truck? Roll the windows down, and probably crank the AC, don't AC. you? As soon as you get in. Well, I mean, I usually do. I don't crank it. Turn I, it on. I, I let it. I let the, I let it cool off first, and then I crank it. Okay, so I'm let I'm. Okay, I see where you come from. I'll turn it on, maybe one, two notches, roll the windows down, let all that heat get out. Yeah. Get on down the road, then I'm cranking But you're, you're turning on the AC. Then I'm, yeah, yeah. I think that's, you know, a fair opinion for everybody out there listening. I mean, it's 90 degrees out, you're going to turn on your AC. If you got a convertible, that AC does nothing for you. Tops down, that air's, I mean, the air's just going straight out the top. I mean, you're, you're, hard, you're not even going to feel it, because I've got experience doing it. You're not even going to feel it. It's going to hit your chest and it's gone. I mean, it's just a waste. You can't listen to music. All that wind. I mean, think about it. when you got your windows down in your truck, DG, you can hardly hear the music then. Think about if you didn't have a top. That music's just not there. You can't listen to the radio. Your head's sunburnt. Your ass is sweating. Your AC is worthless. Good point. And last but not least, they're dangerous as hell. If you get in a wreck and you got your in a convertible and you do an overturn, like I mean, you look at these wrecks. I would say, I would say at least 40% of wrecks nowadays are turnovers. Might be wrong. We'd there. have to look at the data there, yeah, but I might okay. be wrong. Let's thirty to forty percent. There, I mean, let's, they might, let's assume you're right. They there. might be rollovers. If you're rolling over in a convertible, that, let's just call yourself it. dead. You're you're done. So right now, I'm just going. I'm I'm canceling convertibles as a whole. If you drive a convertible now, get rid of it. There's no need for it. Yeah, I'm with you. So when I had my Jeep, everyone always likes taking the top off. Well, I like taking the top off, but I always put this thing called it's called a bikini top. It's just yep. a real thin. It just blocks the sun rays. So I always had a bikini top and then always had the doors off. Well, with the doors off, you still get that air like a convertible. But yeah, I hated sitting in the sun unless it was like 70 degrees and sunny out or it's a little chillier and that sun kind of cools you down. But if it's 90, I'm having something over top. And then on top of your air conditioner, I have had the doors off in the Jeep and the air conditioner on. 
Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I agree with what Corey said. Later in the evening when the sun is down, convertibles are cool. They are. But, you know, yeah. 75 to 80% of the time, the convertible's worthless. And I forgot to mention, in the winter, you can't keep hot air in. Like, when you got oh, the man. heat cranked, I mean, there's so many cracks. And you got to replace the top. What happens if, you know, my Mustang, I had a leak. And then whenever it would rain, it would drip in. I mean, there's just so many factors. What if your motor goes bad in your convertible top and the top don't even come down no more? There's another, you know, expense. So many things can go wrong. I just, I don't understand why people buy convertibles anymore. Unless, this is the only reason I believe you should own a convertible, is if you live by the beach. And you can go just to have in your garage to take a cruise down the beach in the evenings. Say you live down there. Take it out on the weekends, have a good time. That's fine. But if you live in Ohio like us, there's no need for a convertible. Get the hell rid of it. I mean, just you don't need it. No, I I don't really have a single problem with anything you just said. I've never owned a convertible myself, but like like you said, living where we live, there's probably really only maybe five months out of the year where it's even makes sense to take the top down. If that. If that. And and even then, like, you know. You mentioned a lot of issues with the sun and getting sunburned. And like nobody ever looks outside on a spring day and sees it's overcast and says, Oh, let's take the top down and go for a cruise. No one. You only do it when it's sunny. Yes. You only do it when it's sunny. Right. And like you were saying, I think honestly, because you were saying, you know, I was the only kid in high school with a convertible. I thought I was hot shit. I was, I was, you know, everybody looked at my car as the car. I think it's kind of a status thing. I don't think people that have convertibles really enjoy having the top down I all hated that much. Mine. Yeah. I d- and I didn't take mine down a whole lot. You make great arguments. Make great I points, hated it. And I can't disagree with any of them. And I tell you what, if I didn't have a convertible, I would have never sold that car. The only reason I sold the car was because the convertible top leaked and I needed a whole new tarp. I needed a whole new top because it was, you know, it was it was old. It needed to replace. It's a lot of maintenance. And I just said, you know what? Instead of throwing hundreds or thousands of dollars back into this car, it's not worth that. I'm just going to sell it. And I did. So I'll never have one again. What's your yeah. cancel corner? Uh, <clears throat> before I get into mine, go ahead and hit that heater button. Oh, shit. Get about the curveball, Ricky. Give him a heater. Let's cancel the pizza rating scale. Okay. I'm interested in this because I enjoy the pizza rating scale. Go ahead. You can take that pizza rating scale and just shove it right up your ass. Okay? If I want to rate something 10 out of 10, I'm going to do it. If you have a problem with that, that's on you. That's not on me. Okay? Hey, let's let's take a let's take a simple 0 to 10 rating scale and let's underrate things that we think are really good. And put a random ass decimal point on the end, and let's call that a pizza rating scale. What the biggest, that's the biggest load of bullshit I've ever heard in my entire life. Let's call it the pizza rating scale, because that's what El Presidente does. Oh, let's be cool like El Presidente, Barstool Sports owner, proprietor, whatever you want to say. If I want to rate something using a single integer, a single digit from zero to 10 with no decimal point on the end, and if I had a good ass time and I want to I want to rate a weekend a 10 out of 10, I'm going to do it. And I don't care what your criticisms are about me being a rookie raider and not using a pizza rating scale, whatever in that whatever the hell a pizza rating scale is. I'm going to rate it 
Whatever I think, it deserves to be rated. If a 7 out of 10 or an 8 out of 10 or a 10 out of 10 isn't descriptive enough for you, well, you can just fuck off. So you're fucking telling me right now. Now listen to me. You're telling me right now. Your weekend in Nashville couldn't have gone any better in any way. In any way. Because you rated it a 10 out of 10. You know what that means? That means you had the best time that you could possibly have. You couldn't have had a better time. You don't think one thing could have changed. I've been. You don't think one thing could have changed. I've been reflecting on this with that, that weekend for two weeks now. I know. Two weeks. And I look back on it, and I don't regret anything that I kn- anybody did. I know you and wouldn't regret it. And if I could it. do it again, I wouldn't do anything different. Not a single thing. I'd- not a single second. Not even my nap where Troy came down and interrupted me and told me to get my ass moving. Because you know what? That nap gave me energy for later that night. So I wouldn't ch- I wouldn't even change that. Wouldn't even change that. What about the ride down? I wouldn't change... Stopping at ten liquor stores, you well, wouldn't. To, to me, that doesn't count. That's okay, that's, okay. that's before the weekend See, that's started. That's bullshit. That's part <laughs> that's of the weekend. Before no, the weekend no, started. That's bullshit. The weekend started once we got at Applebee's. You know what? I know. I, I don't even regret <laughs> Troy making us stops a half a dozen times because it was really fun watching you and Buck get so pissed about it. <laughs> we were pissed. That was fun. Yeah. That was fun for me because I didn't mind it too much. I wasn't in any hurry. So you're you're deleting the rating scale. I'm I'm canceling the pizza rating scale. The "Quote unquote pizza rating scale." Oh, the big bad pizza rating scale. That's just gone for you. Gone for me. All as right. far as I, as far as I'm concerned, disappear. Never come that's back. That's fine. I mean, I, I'm not going to argue with you. I mean, that's your opinion, whatever it is. But I still think ten out of ten for a weekend. I, maybe if you would have did like a nine eight, I'd have been like okay. But you, you knew, you knew for a fact that Troy stopping all them times were going to drop your score, and you stopped there when I asked you that, and you gave me the look. So ten out, I mean ten out of ten means that nothing could have went better. That's fine if I could do it. If I could do it again, knowing how many times we had to stop on the way down, I'll probably make it a nine a nine out of ten. I'm not going nine point whatever. Let's, so let's, not even a nine point two. Just, let's just grab a random number out of the air. Nine point. Uh, let's say nine point three, just because I want to sound cool, because I have a decimal on the end of my rating. Okay, I thought he was about to rate it nine point five. Just just <laughs> it's a nine. Okay, whatever. How about a confession corner? From here on out. Now you got me interested. From here on out. I love this segment. And you texted me and you said, you know what? I dig the new segment. And I love it too. This is probably my favorite segment we've ever done. The cancel corner. I love it. It just gives us a reason to bitch about something every week. And now we're going to put a little, going to put a little twist on it. You can either cancel something or you can confess about something. The confession corner. You can either cancel or you can confess. This week I have, I have each. One okay, of okay, so you're saying we call it the corner. Yep. You can either confess or cancel. Yep. I like it. And I'm going to confess about something so right now. So you're going to cancel and confess. Yep, this bring, week. Bring it to me. This week. I'm going to confess, because on this podcast, I've talked a lot of shit, a lot of shit, about Miller Lite beer. I've talked a lot of shit about Miller Lite on this podcast. I mean, we're on episode 114, I guarantee on at least 20 to 30 of them, I've talked shit about Miller Lite. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, on this day, Friday, May the 13th. Oh, Friday the 13th. How about that? Miller Lite ain't that bad. I'm going to tell you why. This week, I was staying at my parents' house. They went on vacation. I was dog sitting. Last night was Thursday. They were supposed to be back at like 5, 5 or 6, I believe. Their plane got delayed two hours. And I said, you know what? And I've been over there for a week. I'm just so ready to come home. 
And I said, you know what? I need a beer. <laughs> Go to Monk's Fridge and, you know, the only thing he's got in there is Miller Lite because that's all some bitch drinks. I go in, I grab a Miller Lite, and I start sucking it down. And then I go in, and I grab this big old tub of salted pretzels. And I start eating them pretzels with this beer. And I'm like, you know what? Now, I don't know if it was because I was stressed, I was ready to come home, I was tired. But this Miller Lite don't taste too bad. It's actually going down pretty good. And I sat down there with my dog, Barney. And we sat there, and I would feed him a pretzel. I'd eat a pretzel. I'd take a swig of beer. I never gave him a swig of beer, but... I mean, we sucked down a lot of beer. I probably drank six beers in, I don't know, hour and a half, two hours, just sitting out on the porch, just eating pretzels. And that Miller Lite six-pack that I drank, it went down goddamn smooth, DG. And I'm here to say, I'm here to say, if you don't have any other options, and Miller Lite is the only beer that you can get a hand on, it does the job. Confession Corner. If the if the decision is between no beer and Miller Lite, you're going Miller all day, every day, from you know, here, from here on. Yeah, out. you know what? I really do think I would probably take Miller over Coors. I would take Miller over Budweiser. The only beer, honestly, the only beers that I would take over Miller Light at this point is Bud Light, Bush Light, and Michelob Ultra, and then it's Miller. So Miller Miller Light went from being ass to decent to in f- one night to fifth in one night on your list. Yeah, in one night. That's believe that shit. That's confession corner for your ass. Man. So when do you think the next time you'll have a Miller Lite is? You see, that's the thing I don't know. Whenever there's no beer around and I see a Miller Lite, usually I'd be like, ah, you know, make me up a mixer. I'm a beer guy, but give me a Jack and Coke instead of that Miller. I don't want that. From here on out, I'm going to say, hell with the Jack and Coke. I'll take that Miller. I'll drink that Miller. Can you see yourself going out and buying like a Sixer, a Miller, or a Twelver? Uh, I don't, I'm not there yet. Case? I'm not there yet, no. No, no time soon? No time soon, because you know around here gas stations are are full of Bush Light. I mean that's that's the popular beer around Southern Ohio right now. It's just Bush Light everywhere. It's because they're they're never going to run out of Bush Light DG. But at that time, the only thing in the fridge was a Miller Light, so I just went for it. And you know what? I enjoyed it for them two hours. I enjoyed drinking the Miller Light, and I don't think I could ever say that. But now I can. Did you tell your old man about that? I did. I said, "Monkey, you're gonna need to go buy a sixer because I drank a ball." <laughs> I bet you. <laughs> I bet you he was pissed about having to buy new beer, but also kind of proud of it. You know what? He didn't really say a whole lot. He's like, oh, did you drink them? I said, yeah, I did. He goes, huh. Kind of laughed a little bit, and then that was it. That was the conversation. That's that's Monk's way of saying, yeah. I'm damn proud of it. Exactly. You. I think so. So, yeah, from here on out, confession corner or cancel. I mean, it's just called the corner. How you like that, DG? I love it. I love it. Let's keep it. You don't have a confession corner just weighing on you, do you? I don't. Okay. I've thought about it. Nothing's sticking out. All right. Let's I'm not, move I'm on. Not, I, I, I love that. I'm not going to ruin it. Let's move on. All right. DG, this past week, I've been working on this for probably three or four days, and I, I threw you this idea just out of the ballpark. I said, hey, I know you're coming on. What do you think about this? And you're just like, yeah, yeah, I think we can do it. So... To, introduce a new segment it's not really a new segment it's just it's just something new for the podcast usually you guys when we play games it's family feud and we really enjoy playing family family feud it's fun it's 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 a good time on here and i think you guys enjoy it as well because you can guess in your car while you're at work whatever it is but this time around we're going to play who wants to be a millionaire sip and serve style now i've came up with all these questions myself you're probably not going to see these questions on who wants to be a millionaire. 
I've got 15 questions for DG. DG's going to be the contestant. Corey with K's around the board, and I'm going to be the host. I've got 15 questions here. First question's for $100. The last one's for a million. It's going to be A, B, C, or D, just like the real show. DG's going to give me his final answer, and I'll reveal the answer. He's got three lifelines. Number one, ask the board man, so he can ask Corey with a K what he thinks, who he thinks. Second one is 50-50, where I'll take away you know, two wrong answers. And then the third and final one is phone a friend. What this means is DG can use his contact list and his cell phone. He can call anybody he wants to answer this question. And he's going to have one minute to do so. As soon as they answer, they get one minute to think about it. He gets to read the question or I'll read it to him. And he gets one minute. If they, if they can't give an answer, we hang up on him. It's one minute, 60 seconds. But here's the kicker. If no one answers, DG loses that lifeline. Because this is the sip and serve. We like to put a little twist on it. So, DG, how do you feel about who wants to be a millionaire sip and serve style? I'm, uh, I'm interested to see what the sip and serve twist on who wants to be a millionaire is going to play itself out as. Corey the K, think you could uh, cue that music for me? Shit just got way more serious. DG, welcome to sip and serve who wants to be a millionaire. We've picked you out of... 500,000 people, you're the lucky contestant tonight. Question number one for $100. Are you ready? Yeah. What are the three primary colors? A, red, green, yellow. B, yellow, blue, red. C, blue, yellow, green. Or D, orange, blue, red. I'm going to take B, final answer. B, yellow, blue, red, final answer. Lock it in. You are correct. There's $100. Let's go on to the next one. For $200, who is the NBA's all-time leading scorer? A, Kobe Bryant. B, Michael Jordan. C, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Or D, LeBron James. My first thought is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I'm about 80% sure it's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Um... I didn't I didn't follow the NBA really at all this past season. So if LeBron would have surpassed him, I probably wouldn't remember. Um, but he could have. He might have. I don't think no, he, I don't I don't think he did, but he might have. Let me ask you this. Are you a big uh, Twitter guy? I would probably give myself on a non-pizza rating scale a 6 out of 10. Do you think you would have seen somewhere on Twitter if LeBron James passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the list? Yeah, probably somewhere. So I think you might be steering me towards the right answer here. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I'm going to lock that in. Final answer. I'm a terrible host. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the $300 question here. In what war did George Washington lead the American army to victory? A, Civil War. B, Revolutionary War. C, War of 1812, or D, World War I? I'm going to go B, Revolutionary War, final answer. That is correct. Let's go to the $500 question. In the 1994 comedy, Dumb and Dumber, who played the character Harry Dunn? Is it A, Jeff Daniels, B, Mike Starr, C, Harlan Williams, or D, Jim Carrey? So... A and D are the two tricky ones because A is Jeff Daniels. He was one of them. And D is 
Jim Carrey, he was the other. So it's a question of making sure you got Harry and Lloyd straight. I'm fairly certain that Lloyd Christmas was played by Jim Carrey, which means Harry Dunn was played by Jeff Daniels. So I'm going to go A, final answer. Final answer, and that is correct. Let's get to the $1,000 question. Now, DG, if you get the $1,000 question right, you cannot leave this place without $1,000 in your pocket. So this is a big this is a big question for you. Damn right. Which individual was responsible for the assassination of John F. Kennedy? A, Charles Gattu. B, Leon Chowkosh. C, John Wilkes Booth. Or D, Lee Harvey Oswald. So the, the first two names I've never heard before. C, John Wilkes Booth. I know that's the guy that shot Lincoln. Fairly certain that Lee Harvey Oswald was the one that shot uh, Kennedy, even though there's tons of conspiracy theories out there about possibility of there being multiple shooters. Anyway, I'm going to go D, Lee Harvey Oswald. And that is is correct. $1,000 is in your pocket. But here's a fun fact for you. Charles Gattu and Leon Chowgosh. I know I might be butchering these names, but these two, <laughs> A and B here, they are the other two guys who assassinated the other presidents. So four presidents in American history have been assassinated, and A and B are the other two. Really? Yeah. Don't ask me which presidents. Didn't? Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. But that. yeah, those guys are the other two that assassinated. Interesting. Yeah. So okay. there's a fun fact for all you listeners out there. Do your research. Okay. For two thousand dollars. In what season did Michael Jordan win his first championship? A, 1990. B, 1989. C, 1991. Or D, 1993. See, this is is a toughie for me because I don't do years very well in sports. I want to say in 88, 89... That was the year he won his first MVP. Could be wrong about that. Never watched. It's probably irrelevant, but I never I haven't watched The Last Dance yet. Well, you should. Yep. Because that's a phenomenal docuseries. But that's about his last his last season, not his first. So, I think I'm going to use a lifeline here, Rolski. Okay, so we're on the 2K question here. Let's drop the music. Which which lifeline do you plan on using here? We've got 50-50, ask the board man, or we can phone a friend. I'm going to, I think I'm going to go with uh, 50-50 here. Okay. All right. So I'm going to press the little button and two wrong answers are going to go away. And we end up with A, 1990 or C, 1991. What do you think? Cue the music. Well, I'm thinking the earlier the better with, uh, you know, knowing MJ. I can't... I'd have, a, I'd have a hard time believing he didn't win a championship in, in 90. Um, but I also know that the Bulls and the Lakers had a fierce rivalry. Also, the Bulls and the Pistons had a fierce rivalry there for a while. Um, you know what the hell with it? I'm going to go 91. So you're going with C? C, 91, final answer. All right. You scared me there for a minute. You got that one. Jesus Christ. If you're going to flop out after 2K, I was going to kill you. Dude, that was a, that was a shot in the dark. I used the wrong lifeline. I had no idea. You should idea. have asked the board, man. I, that, was, that was the first I was, one that I, was I knew. I was about to, but I looked at you, and you didn't look too sure, so oh. I, I held off. Oh, I knew. Well, here's the thing. Corey's just, not allowed looking at the computer because... 
I've got the answers. I know, but even like he he was like looking off in the distance, like hmm, because I, I was trying to figure the so the Pistons won eighty eight or eighty nine ninety, Bulls won ninety one ninety two ninety three, Rockets won ninety four ninety five. Jordan took the break. Jordan won ninety six ninety seven ninety eight. Yeah, Boardman had it. I was more, I was wondering why you went fifty fifty there. You should have went to Boardman. Well, I, if I if I wasn't, let's just keep playing. Okay, for the four. Hey, you got through it. We're here. We're still here. You didn't lose. I've only won what two grand. Yeah, yeah. we're going to four K here. Oh, this is we're good. Sh- I'm shitty. This is. What is the process in which a plant takes in carbon dioxide and releases oxygen? A fertilization. <laughs> B photosynthesis. C respiration. Or D germination. You did your homework, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Now let's let's explain this to the listeners. Why I picked DG for the first ever Who Wants to Be a Millionaire game <sighs> sipping serve styles because I believe this son of a bitch is aren't you like valedictorian or something? I was so, saluted. Salutatorian, okay. So you're smarter than shit. And you want to know where I pulled this from? This right this question right here is from a fourth grade proficiency test. I believe it. <laughs> fourth grade. I believe it. Okay, so just to take you through my thought process okay. here. The two the two I'm stuck on is photo. Excuse me, photosynthesis and respiration. Now, photo means light. So, photosynthesis means that the plant's taking in light and releasing something else. I don't remember what. It's creating something else from the sun's light. I'm leaning towards respiration here because the word respiration means like, you know, breathing. And so that makes me think oxygen. I want to say that photosynthesis is when a plant takes in light and like releases energy or something like that it's not it doesn't have anything to do with oxygen so i don't want to waste another lifeline i've already used one i'm just going to go with my gut here Uh, i'm going to go uh respiration c respiration is that your final answer you are correct you scared me once again (sighs) now i I can get because because you know, in fourth grade, we do remember photosynthesis and yeah. respiration. Those were the two. Yeah, that word sticks out. Photosynthesis, and we like, know what germination means and fertilization. We know what those are. That wasn't it. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, B and C there. That was a tough one. Eight K. Here we go. Eight K. In what year was the first iPhone released? A, two thousand and seven. B, two thousand and three. C, two thousand and nine. Or D, 2005. 2003 is too early. I think that's too early. So that's that's off the table. 2005, <clears throat> I would have been a sophomore in high school, and I don't recall anybody that I knew having an iPhone. I don't even remember here knowing even what an iPhone was in 2005. So I'm going to say that's a little bit too early also so we got what 2007 and 2009 so you're between a and c here that's what it sounds like anyway that's what i'm thinking i know that the ipod was like around 2005 ish i think the ipod came out and then the iphone came out shortly thereafter 2009 though it just seems too late I feel like I was in college because I would have been a sophomore in college at that point. And I would have been a senior in high school at that point. And I feel like people at that point did have iPhones. So you're leaning towards A then? I'm leaning towards 2007. So this is probably the one I've been most unsure about so far, but I'm going to lock it in. Whatever. A, 2007. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. You are correct. 
Let's go to the $16,000 question. Now, this one I feel like could be right up your alley, but I don't know if you know the answer. And that's why I put it on here. Probably don't. During the filming of the movie Rocky, Sylvester Stallone gave up a bad habit in order to play the role to his highest capability. What was the habit? A. Smoking. B. Staying up late. C. Drinking alcohol. Or D. Watching porn. This one, this one's real tough. I know you're a history buff on these movies. Rocky's probably your favorite series of all time, right? Um, yeah, I think that's safe to say. Now, have you ever looked up facts about the movie? I haven't ever actually looked up facts, but I've read certain facts about the movie. Because that's exactly what I did for this question. I said, I know DG's a Rocky guy. I said, let me get on IMBD, and I looked up the facts. And this was one of them. It was one of the first ones on there. He gave up. I mean, this guy was hard at this. And he said, I got to give this up to be able to play this role to my best capability. Wow. D, giving up porn, I think, is a valid uh, option, especially considering Sylvester Stallone earlier in his career got into porn films. I did not know that. Yes. (laughs) Shit. Fun fact for y'all. Yes. That's that's how we got his start. Uh, I don't think, if that were the case, I don't think he would have admitted that publicly. So I'm going to eliminate that one. Okay. So it's either cigarettes, booze, or staying, or up, staying late. up late. Yep. Mm. I don't. I think he probably would have been too disciplined to stay up late. Have to give that up. I really think it's going to be down to the big two: cigarettes or booze, cigarettes or beer. And I, I'm leaning towards cigarettes, but I, I would say I'm probably maybe sixty forty on okay. that. I have two lifelines left. I know that my my phone a friend. I can't think of a single friend I know that would know the answer to this or have a a better idea than I do. So I'm not going to waste that. And I don't think Corey's that big of a rocky guy either. Nope. So I'm going to go smoking. Smoking A. Smoking, is that your, is that your final it, answer? Smoking, smoking, lock it in. Final answer. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> you are correct. Hey, I tell you what, that's three of them you haven't been sure on, and you're, you're doing pretty good here. Yeah, you're doing all right. So for $32,000, if you get this right, you're locked in at $32,000. not walking away with less than thirty-two. Okay, here we go. The state of Oklahoma is a part of which time zone? A, Mountain Daylight Time. B, Eastern Daylight Time. C, Pacific Daylight Time. Or D, Central Daylight Time. D, Central Daylight Time, final answer. That is correct. I mean, that was a quick one. So that was the easiest question probably since the first one you've answered. Really? How, how Do you know your time zones that well? <clears throat> so my wife has family that lives in Texas. Okay. Oklahoma is that's, di- directly that, north. That's what it was then. That's what it was. Oh, oh shit. So I, just, I guess I, I never thought about that. I just knew it. Okay. Yeah. Well, congratulations on $32,000. You're going to take that home to your wife and family. We're going on to 64K here. Which player did the Los Angeles Lakers give up for Kobe Bryant? A, Horace Grant. B, Glenn Rice. C, Nick Van Exel. Or D, Vlade Divac. You went there. You went there. Damn, dude. In my mind, like, I can't even eliminate it. I mean, it could be any one of them to me. I don't know enough about And all, all of these guys played for the Lakers. Absolutely, they did. And they were all great players for the Lakers. 
Yeah. At one point in time. And they were all around that, that same time. So you have no idea. Because the look I, on your I mean, face is... Off the, I'm, I'm pretty blank. I'm okay. pretty blank. But off the top of my head, for some reason, I'm leaning towards Vlade. I feel like maybe somehow that there was a, a series of trades or a trade. It was a trade. During draft day. It was. Where... Or the day after, one or the other. Where the Kings traded a draft pick to the Lakers. The Kings got Divock. I could be wrong about that. I don't know. It was the Hornets. The Hornets. Oh, shit. The Hornets. I shouldn't have said that. But so, I, I couldn't stand you saying the wrong team. Yeah. Well, I know Glenn Rice played for the Hornets. Sure did. Uh, I'm pretty sure Nick Van Exel did not play for the Hornets. Um... Horace Grant, I don't believe, ever played for the Hornets. Sounds like you got a free lifeline there. <laughs> Let's go Glenn Rice, baby. Final answer. And if you if you screwed me over here, bub, I don't I, I wouldn't want to be you. I didn't screw you over. All right. <laughs> but you didn't get it right. What? Vlade. <laughs> what? It's Vlade Divok. I never knew he played for the Hornets. Yes. Yes, he did. I thought it was a three-way trade. Huh? He went. He went to the Hornets. I got his rookie card or his card in there for the Hornets. Are you sure about that? Cause you seem a little unsure. Well, uh, we can look it up. I mean, yeah, look it up. I know for a fact they gave up Vlade Divac for the Hornets. Yeah. Oh, that's not good for you. There's Vlade in a Hornets uniform. Okay, so all you've proven is that Vlade Divac played for the Hornets. No, <laughs> he, he. That's who they got rid of for Kobe Bryant. That's a fact. And I'm supposed to take your word for that. Yes, because I'm the host. This is sixty-four thousand well, dollars we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, you just went down to thirty-two thousand. But let's keep playing. Just to say, let's just say you got that right. I want to see if you could have won a million because the sports questions, DJ. Okay, so I know DG's weakness. Yeah, sports questions aren't your thing. No, they're not. Okay, so let's go to the one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars question. Would All you right. have got this right? What two planets does Earth sit in between? A. Mercury or Venus. B. Mars, Mercury, C, Jupiter, Uranus, or D, Venus, and Mars? Uh, I would say A on that one. You would have got that wrong, too. Wrong? Venus and Mars. D is the correct answer. Venus and Mars? Yeah. Earth sits directly Damn. in between them. Mercury. I thought Mars was way further away than that. No. It's on right on the other side of Earth. I looked at the map. I figured you would have known that because you're a big solar system guy. Yeah, have you seen The Martian? You watch that movie? Uh-uh. Matt Damon, it takes their damn spaceship like a year to get there. It's and, like and, forever away. And it's right beside us. I know. That's crazy. Okay. So let's just say you would have got that one right. So there's two you got wrong in a row. 250 k Construction of which of these famous landmarks was completed first? A, the Eiffel Tower. B, the Great Wall of China. C, the Statue of Liberty. Or D, Big Ben Clock Tower. Which was first? Great question, by the way. Great question. Uh, it's wide open, man. I know that... Now, <clears throat> the standout answer, the correct answer, is by far and away the first. Like, the other ones came hundreds of years later. Hundreds, That's a hint. Hundreds of years later? Yeah. Uh, so we had the Eiffel Tower, the Statue of Liberty, and... Great Big, Wall of Big China. Ben. Big Ben Clock Tower. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Great Wall of China was first. And you're you're correct. Yeah. It was 1644. Wow. When it was completed, the Eiffel Tower was 1889. Statue of Liberty was 1884, and the Big Ben Clock Tower was 1859. So the Great Wall of China was by far and away the oldest. Yeah. Yeah. 
I know you can see the Great Wall of China, like if you're in a in a uh, like spacecraft orbiting the Earth, you can see it. You can see it from space. It's that it's that big. Nice. Didn't know that. That's a fun fact. Five hundred K. Which U.S. president referenced the Simpsons at the Republican Republican National Convention? A. George W. Bush. B. Donald Trump. C. Ronald Reagan or D. George H. W. Bush. This one's a complete toss-up for me. It it makes sense. Now think about the years. Right. Reagan might be a little old for The Simpsons. He might be a little before The Simpsons' time. But the rest, I think, were are all, you know, they could have all made Simpsons references because The Simpsons were around. So you got old George, young George, and, and Donald. Yeah. Um, I have no idea because I'm not into politics. I don't waste my time on that bullshit. I'll just make a guess and say old George. You're right. You would have won 500K. George H.W. in 1992 referenced it. These are tough questions. You did, you did a damn good job. Now, here's, this is my favorite one. For $1 million. For $1 million. Game winner. Episode 11 of the Sip and Serve podcast. The guys participated in the first ever fantasy draft. The items being drafted were from a fast food menu. What was the first overall pick? A. Wendy's Spicy Chicken Sandwich, B, Dairy Queen Blizzard, C, The Baconator, or D, Taco Bell Chicken Quesadilla? D, Taco Bell Chicken Quesadilla, because I believe I was the one that made that pick. Wrong. Troy was first uh, overall pick. Dairy was, Queen that, Blizzard. I know that was my first pick. Yeah, it was. It that was all of our first was picks. Mine was the Baconator. That was all of our first picks. But Troy went with the, <laughs> the Blizzard. <laughs> the blizzard. <laughs> went with the Blizzard. So, I mean, first ever, you know, who wants to be a millionaire? You did all right. You got the first 10 right. Yeah. Missed, you know, missed number that, 11. That was a lot of fun. It was. That was, that was good. I'm glad you did that. I'm surprised I'm, you struggled on the sports so much. Yeah, dude. I'm I'm not strong when it comes to sports trivia. Okay. I'm really So not. next time, next time I'll know that, I'll leave it out. But I think you could have done all right if I would have left that shit out cuz you struggled with that mostly. Yeah. Yeah, I did. So maybe when next it, when it comes to years and and shit like but that. But I'm going to give you a warning. Here in about 10 episodes we'll do it again. And I'm every million dollar question is going to be a banger from the sipping serve. <laughs> I dug I dug through the trenches to find this shit. I think it'd be pretty fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna put some questions together for you. Okay. And maybe I'll come on here one day and, and see if you can win a million. That's fine. I mean, just surprise me one day, man, whatever it is. You know what? We got one more thing left. Come on in, kids. It's time for the Sipionary Word of the Week. Today's word is. <laughs> Let's have it. Uh, the pork sword. The pork sword. Okay. What are you thinking? A cock. You're right. It's a gentleman's weapon of choice, aka the beef bayonet. Just a nickname for an excited penis. First time ever anyone's ever guessed it. See y'all next week. <laughs> Ha <laughs>
Couldn't that have been the thirty-two thousand dollar question? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Troy will be back next week along with Uncle Buck. DG will be here, Court K, the whole OG crew for a roundtable. We're back next week.